Save big money now on new siding from LP Smart Side at Menards. Update and beautify your home with your choice of 13 timeless colors of pre-finished engineered siding. It's durable and includes a Sherwin-Williams factory finish paint warranty that means no painting for years to come. View our entire selection of siding from LP Smart Side today. And don't forget to check out our flyer on Menards.com for all the great deals happening now. Save big money at when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is going on, Faithful? It is absolutely incredible to be with you guys today. Shout out to the Countdown crew as I see them are turning in. What we're going to do today, we're going to be breaking down the 49ers versus Saints matchup. And man, uh, <laughs> this is a weird one because obviously the 49ers are hurt. And we're going to go over exactly how much they are hurt. You, you were kind of hoping coming out of that Thursday night matchup, that, that you'd be able to get some players back healthy. Uh, it just didn't happen. Uh, as a matter of fact, it actually went the opposite way. We actually had more injuries coming out uh, than we did going in, which is crazy whenever you think about it. You put everything into perspective. The injuries this year, that's got to be the common thread to the 2020 season, but it's, it's not stopping. It's not relenting in any way, shape, or form. In fact, it just keeps getting worse and worse. But there is some good news. The 49ers are getting back the three or yeah three starters that you missed um, with Brandon Ayuk, Trent Williams, and Kendrick Bourne. Um, so it, it, that's kind of where we're at now. So you are getting some guys back that they not, were never injured. But you're getting three starters back on offense. That's the good news. Um, but after you look past that, it gets bad pretty quick. Um, I love the question. We're going to go over previews and all that kind of stuff. Raymond, uh, is there a slight chance to win if we have a game without turnovers? Yeah, th there is a slight chance that the 49ers could win this game. It seems like every single week we say, oh, well, we're playing against the number one seed in the NFC. I mean, it seems like three weeks in a row you had Seattle, you had Green Bay, um, and now you got New Orleans, and it seems like whoever we play, <laughs> they're at that top spot, um, which is a mess. But that's where we are. It's the NFL. You get no breaks, and especially whenever you finish at the top of your conference or your division, the schedule for the following year, you're going to be matched up with um, the, the top finishers from the previous year, which was the 49ers last year, was the Packers last year, was the New Orleans Saints last year. So that's why that is the way that it is. Now, whenever we look at just the opponent's record, the Saints, they're 6-2. and two. 
Um, they're a good team. They're number one in the NFC currently. Uh, their wins, they beat the Bucks twice. Um, the Lions, Chargers, Panthers, and Bears, oh my, um, had a nice little ring to it there. But they beat all those teams. They have losses, uh, only two, to the Packers, who blew them out, actually, and the Raiders, who, man, it seems like the Raiders play to whichever level they're playing. If they're playing against a great team, they're going to play great. If they're playing against a poor team, they're going to play poor. It's really, really interesting the way that it goes there. Now, the last game that the Saints had was probably the best performance of any team in 2020. And they go out and destroy Tom Brady and the Bucks 38-3. to um, it was bad. <laughs> you know, they, it was a primetime game and just completely embarrassed Tom Brady and the entire Bucks organization. So they're, they're at an all-time high. Uh, that's kind of where they are. Now, they don't have any injuries. They have no injuries. <laughs> this is their injury report. I'm not even joking. Their third-string running back, Dwayne Washington, sometimes he's their fourth-string running back if you consider Taysom Hill, is questionable. That's it. And he's going to play probably. So they're not missing anybody. They have one player, one starter that has missed or uh, that is missing this game on IR. Um, Matt Sheldon Rankins. Other than that, that's literally it. They have no injuries. Uh, and I, I think, you know, whenever you look at 2020, we all knew COVID was going to be an issue. And that has affected the 49ers, especially with the last game. Would it have changed? the outcome of the Packers game probably not but you look at all those big turnovers both turnovers uh, the interception and the fumble by Nick Mullins both of them happened because of Justin School um and the decision making of Nick Mullins for sure but you know if Trent Williams is in there who knows Brandon Ayuk uh, definitely would have helped and so it's interesting you know covid was always going to play a role but nobody saw the injuries being this big of a factor you just didn't see it now, with the shortened offseason, obviously, yeah, that's going to play a role. But this has kind of been astronomical, right? <laughs> it's been a crazy one. So let's jump to our injury report, um, which, man, I, I feel like it's going to be the whole damn episode. But we're going to hear from Kyle Shanahan as he lists these. Now, I will uh, just want to let you know, uh, I'm pulled clips from the last two press conferences of Kyle Shanahan. One of them um, was fine with the audio. The other one, the 49ers on their end had some audio issues. You can still make out perfectly what he's saying. It's just real raspy. So I just want to kind of warn you. I think the first clip I have for you is actually pretty good. But here's the head coach himself, Kyle Shanahan, talking about his list of injuries going into the game versus the Saints. Well, the report, uh, Tevin Coleman will be out. River Craycraft will be questionable. Flanagan Fowles out. Debo Samuel out. Trent Taylor questionable. And um, K1 is out. Go ahead. Yeah, so he, <laughs> a lot of outs, you know. Uh, good news is Kendrick Bourne is back. He has cleared all of the COVID protocols and all that stuff. Now, he hasn't practiced in 10 days. That's got to play a role in this because, again, Debo's gone. George Kittle's gone. And... So, what's your wide receiver depth chart look like? Well, Brandon Ayuk's number one, clear and defined. And, we, and we've seen this. Uh, the two wide receivers starting when Debo's out would be Kendrick Bourne and Brandon Ayuk. But Kendrick Bourne hasn't practiced in 10 days. He missed two full weeks of practice and install and all that kind of stuff. So, I, I would not be surprised if the starting two 
wide receiver sets is Richie James coming off his career day, nine catches, 180 uh, plus yards, and Brandon Ayuk. Now, Kendrick Bourne's obviously, because we have nobody else, I mean, even Craycraft, who shouldn't be playing very much anyway, he's out. So you're talking your three wide receiver sets is going to be some mixture of Kendrick Bourne, Richie James, and Brandon Ayuk. But again, you've got to get these other guys in there as well. So uh, Trent Taylor, guess what? He's questionable with the lower back injury, River Craycraft. It's just, you're just trying to find bodies at this point. Um, me personally, I, I know it's kind of hard to do, but, man, put Jarek McKinnon out there in the slot. Let him do some of those ins and rounds and jet sweeps that you do with Debo. Put him out there um, because he runs routes very well. He's got great hands. I think that's a possibility. But you're going to see a lot of two tight end sets. You're going to see a whole lot of Kyle Juszczyk just because we don't have the bodies for wide receivers. They just don't exist. Uh, they're not there. Um, Kwan Williams, you know, interesting with him, and I wanted to bring him up. He, no way he's playing this week. They can't put him on IR <laughs> because he's already been on IR and come off. So you can't go on IR twice. So Kwan Williams, they're trying to figure out it's a high ankle sprain four to six weeks. What do you do? Because if you put him on IR, you do get a roster spot, which we're just having trouble put, getting bodies anyway. But you, you, you free up a roster spot, but then he can't play the rest of the year. So curious to see what they're going to do uh, with him there. Richard Sherman, you know, he's not playing this week. Um, and Coach Kyle Shanahan talked about it. Again, again, do want to warn you, it's just a raspy recording here. But I think it's imperative that we hear it because it kind of lets us know exactly where Richard Sherman is. I didn't think there was any chance he would be activated off of IR this week, uh, even though Sherman wanted to. And so here's the head coach himself talking about Richard Sherman. I think it's I'm 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 holding out hope for the Rams. You know, I know Dr. Sherman thinks he's got a chance this week, and I've been around him enough that that's why I don't count him out on that. Um, but you know, my goal is hopefully to get him back by the Rams. But I yeah, so and I think that's what we're going to see for sure because you, you know whenever you look at it, it's it's just one of those things where. Why rush him back? You know, Kyle Shanahan he had a quote today or yesterday. If we had to, we could push him, but you don't have to. Um, this game is not going to determine if the 49ers make the playoffs or not. I truly do think that there is a strong chance the 49ers can make the playoffs, uh, but it's not going to be because of how you play against the Saints. Um, it's a 10-point spread this week for a reason. One of the largest spreads in the entire NFL this week. And again, you just keep going through these injuries. Debo's out. Uh, he's not playing this week. He'll be good to go against the Rams. Um, DFF, uh, Flanagan Fowles, he's out as well. Uh, he'll be back for the Rams. Joukowsky Tart, probably the biggest injury news with his turf toe. He's done for the season, which is rough because Tart, again, contract year, playing his best football, now he's injured. There's a strong possibility you don't ever see Joukowsky Tart play for the 49ers again. Now, I'm not saying that's what I want. I'm not predicting that. I'm just saying he's going to be a free agent next year. 49ers cap issues are plenty, and we have a lot of depth at safety. Um, who knows? Maybe Marcel Harris, he, he's going to be way cheaper. Tarvarius Moore, good Lord, if we'd ever just get to see this kid play, that would be huge. But And you have Jimmy Ward signed for the future as well. So you're going to have to pay up to get Tart back. I'm not sure that's where I would want to allocate my money. Um, but, uh, you know, the coach did talk about it, and he was asked, are you just going to stay with Marcel Harris at that spot? Um, who I think Marcel Harris in the run game is a huge plus. 
You look at Marcel Harris in the past game, huge liability. Why do they keep lining him up at free safety in a single high scheme? I have no clue. He should be a linebacker. He should not be a safety. He needs to be in the box almost at all times. Uh, but here's what Kyle Shanahan said about the personnel moving forward at the safety position. Guys, they're just losing tarts. So we work all the options with everyone. I mean, you'll see on Sunday exactly who we go with. But, you know, we've had guys who play all the positions. So um, Marcel's done a real good job for us. Tarverius has done a good job when he gets in. Jimmy has a capability to really play anywhere in the secondary. So, And New Orleans has a lot of different things. So losing Tart's a big blow because of the versatility and just the player he is. Um, but we got some other guys who can go in there that we can mix around. So um, we do still have a lot of options. Yeah, it, it, a lot of options is correct, but the idea that he finally said, I, and I know he's just teasing me because it's just what Kyle Shanahan does, uh, you'll have to see who we go with on Sunday. I know he doesn't want to give anything away, but good Lord, why would you not try something new? Put Tarvarius Moore at free safety, keep him back there, keep Marcel Harris or Jimmy Ward in the box. That's where they're both better. Uh, neither Jimmy Ward and Marcel Harris should never, never be a single high safety. It's not to their advantage, okay? They both should be playing in the box or a cover two scheme, okay? So again, cover two, you've got two safeties half in the field. That is where Jimmy Ward could be effective. But we're going on two straight years of Jimmy Ward not making any plays on the deep ball at all. Two straight years. You can't find them. They're just not there. He doesn't do it. Um, and that's probably one of the biggest weaknesses of our defense. But take that for what you want. I, I see the question here, and I don't like it. And again, Raymond, you know, um, sorry, not Raymond. I don't want to. Uh, this is from I'm Nobody You Need to Know. Awesome tag as always. Is it time for Robert Sala to go as D coordinator? Absolutely not. Do I have problems with some of the tendencies that he has? Yeah, he misuses his personnel, but so does Kyle Shanahan, right? Um, no doubt about that. But no, we have a top 10 defense currently, <laughs> even with all these injuries and whatever else. And yeah, we still have a top 10 defense. Uh, we've allowed the seventh fewest points in the NFL, uh, despite not even having our bye week yet. So we've played more games than the majority of teams and are still... Seventh fewest points allowed. No, the defense is fine, but just because it's fine doesn't mean you don't criticize it. I think Robert Saul is a great defensive coordinator, and I actually think that he's probably going to be a head coach soon. Um, and I, I would love for him to be a head coach for my team. I, I really would. Not over Kyle Shanahan, obviously, but I think he would be a better head coach than he would be a defensive coordinator. I don't think that's his strong suit. I think his strong suit is attitude, leadership, team morale, positivity, um, all those things, which... I think he has in spades. In-game adjustments, personnel <laughs> matters, uh, not so much. Anyway, so, uh, and just to pile this on, and pile, uh, I think that's the right word. The 49ers are so injured, their water main broke outside of the practice field. So bad that sewage, uh, sorry, their sewage line literally flooded the streets while they were practicing. Literally, shit flowing everywhere. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Also, the same day, a sinkhole swallowed up two cars next to Levi's. You can't even make this up. We've had our MRI machine get in an accident on the way to the Jets game. We've had our plane <laughs> get, break down like the sinkhole. Whatever, man. It's just 
that's this year. Um, it, it's kind of where things are. And it, it, at the, you just got to laugh, right? Like, <laughs> it's just a, it's a crappy situation. It's what it is. Um, now, let's look at the Saints and the 49ers and the history of this matchup. The 49ers have completely dominated uh, it, versus the Saints. And it's not even close. Um, the record is 49ers have won 49. Nice. Um, they've lost 26 and tied twice. And probably one of the most lopsided um, you know, records between two franchises out there. It's absolutely insane. However, things have tightened up over the last seven years. Their last seven matchups have alternated all the way through. Well, guess what? The 49ers won last year and probably, I think, the game of the year, right? You look at that 2019 49ers Saints game with the amazing fourth and two George Kittle play at the end. I mean, it came down to whoever had the ball last. That was great. This team for the 49ers is not that team, and they're not even close because, you know, I went back and I looked through the box score. Get this. This is, this is gross. It's going to make you feel gross. Every single pass attempted by the 49ers, no player. Jimmy Garoppolo attempted all the pass. He didn't even attempt all the pass. One pass was thrown by, guess who? Freaking Emmanuel Sanders for a touchdown to Raheem Mostert. Well, guess what? So uh, all those passes, they're not, they, they're not suiting up. Every single reception, not suiting up. Every single rush attempt from that Saints game, not suiting up, except for Richie James had one carry last year in the Saints game for negative one yards. So <laughs> that's it. And on top of that, you got to complicate it further because Emmanuel Sanders is playing, but he's playing against us. He's playing against us. Um, and so it, you look at the game, Emmanuel Sanders is probably one of the best days of his career. In that Saints game, he had seven catches, 157 yards, and one touchdown, and the one pass attempt for 35 yards and a touchdown to Mostert. I mean, the dude just went ham. Um, you know, he was in the press, you know, talking about how he can't can't wait to beat the you know shit out of the 49ers, and a lot of people got mad at that. I don't understand that. Like, that's the mentality you need to have against every team. But playing against friends and former teammates, yeah, you got to go get it. And, I mean, here's the deal. The 49ers did make a contract offer to Emmanuel Sanders, but he wanted more money. Um, I'm not going to slide him on that. I mean, it's not like he was going to a bad situation. Obviously, the Saints are the number one uh, team in the NFL. Not that he was going to predict all the lo all the injuries for the 49ers, but, hey, man, you're getting you know, more money. For a team that's also a contender in the NFC, I don't like that at all. Obviously, I wish he would have stayed. We definitely could have used him this year, but it, it's what it is. Now, again, just staying with the 2019 game, every single skill position player back for the Saints. Every single pass, every single catch, every single rush, they got a ball back. <laughs> um, they're healthy, and now they have Emmanuel Sanders and Quan Alexander. No doubt Quan Alexander is going to ball out against us. There's just <laughs> zero doubt. You're talking about a guy, um, and again, I don't think it's because of ill will. I don't think anybody has any ill will between them, uh, Quan Alexander and the 49ers team. Absolutely not. But it's going to be high. This is going to be an emotional game for a lot of people that are out there. Um, it's 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 just what it is. Um, let's see here from George Padilla. He asked this: When teams are winning, guys are fighting to get on the field. When teams lose, guys aren't fighting to get back out there. I think you're right. Um, and I, I think we're now to the point where our coaching staff is starting to realize, hey, <laughs> like 
If they're not perfect, don't rush them back. Let them be healthy. Um, and don't bring them, don't, don't rush them before they're ready because we're not to that point. And probably one of the problems that we have had is we have rushed guys back for since Kyle Shanahan showed up. And that's one of the things I really, really don't like. Um, anyway, so take that for what you want. Now let's jump into the Saints defense. Let's go over their strengths, weaknesses, scheme, tendencies, all those kind of things. Exactly what the 49ers are expecting to see. Strengths on defense, they're pretty good at a lot of things. One, anything that has to do with rushing, they're second best in the league. One of the toughest teams to run against. They have the second fewest rush attempts allowed, second fewest rush yards allowed, second fewest rush touchdowns allowed, and second lowest yards per rush average. It's just what they do. They stop the run. That's their entire defensive premise. Okay, Third in total yards, eighth in fewest uh, first downs. So a lot of elite numbers there. Weaknesses, they don't have many, really just two. 30th in the NFL and passing touchdowns allowed, 19. So you can move the ball through the air. The problem is uh, we don't have all our wide receivers, tight ends, or quarterback. <laughs> uh, 21st in the NFL and third downs, they're um, they're allowing 44% conversion rate. Now, that's going to be one of my keys to the game. Third downs are always important. But, you know, since you could go back to Nick Mullen's first game, I think it was against the Giants. Um he was incredible, right? You weren't even getting to third downs because he was converting all the second downs. We've got to have that Mullins. Mullins has to be lights out. That's all there is to it to win this game. Um, if if Mullins struggles or just plays average, this game's not going to be close. And that's kind of the point we're at because you're going to need great play, not good play. Good's not going to win this game. You're going to have to have guys that are balling out and playing great. Now, Dennis Allen is their defensive coordinator. He's been with them for a long, long time. They're not overly aggressive. They don't blitz a lot, but they use their safeties very, very well. They have a clear-defined safety role, um, and so what they're, they'll move them around all the time. You have Williams, the free safety, who's probably one of the best trackers of the ball. I, I remember him coming out, I think it was Utah, a huge fan of his deep ball skills. Uh, he's incredible. And then, of course, they have Malcolm, uh, the longtime safety that's bounced all over the league, Jenkins. He's going to be in the box. He plays great. And Chauncey Garner-Johnson, who has played really bad this year, but they move him around a lot. Uh, blitz tendencies, uh, their last four weeks, they, they blitz Tampa Bay 11 times, Chicago 9 times, Carolina 12, and the Los Angeles Chargers 5. So a little below the league average whenever it comes to blitzes. However, when teams play the 49ers because they don't respect our deep throwing ability, uh, we tend to see a lot more blitzes than most teams. So uh, again, you're kind of expecting anywhere between that 15, uh, 15 to 18 blitzes this game. Um, and a lot of them are just run gap blitzes. Because they know if you if you can force the 49ers to not run the ball, eh, you're gonna you're gonna beat them. So we're still gonna have to happen. Um, no, Mostert is not playing uh, this Sunday. He is out. Uh, just saw that question. I apologize for that. Um, let's see here. Do you think the Saints will try and have Emmanuel Sanders throw a touchdown to a running back as payback? I don't think this game has been circled on the Saints' schedule since they announced it. 
You know, I always go back to division rivalries. I think that's huge. So, you know, the two most important games for the 49ers are the two games you play the Seattle Seahawks. That's just what I, the way I see it. However, you go back to that game in 2019, and if the Saints won that game, then guess what? The 49ers don't get that first-round bye, right? The Saints don't have to play um, Minnesota and get their butts kicked in the divisional round. Like, I mean, it just goes on and on and on. You, there's so many different trajectories that this goes. It's it, so, I don't know, man. It, this game for the Saints is a big deal. Um, this is their game, and they're going to prove that they are the front runners in the NFC. That's their entire job. Now, does it validate that claim if you beat up um, a wounded 49ers team? I don't think so, but... Hey, take that what you what you, what you want to do. Um, let's see here. I'm going to get to this question a little bit. Johnny says, "Is Breeze good against the blitz?" Uh, short answer: Hell yes, he is. Um, I'll give you some statistics to back that up here in a little bit once we switch sides. Now, some players to watch out for. It, their defensive line is very similar to ours in how they're built. They don't have speed rushers. That's not what they do. They have giant defensive tackles playing defensive end. Cameron Jordan, I think, is one of the best defensive ends. Um, I think he's borderline Hall of Fame caliber player um, just for how consistent and how long he's been playing on some really, really good defenses. Cameron Jordan is elite, um, probably the best run-stuffing defensive end. Um, he's basically Eric Armstead if you – how do I say this without – I'm not trying to talk trash on Eric Armstead. Um, that's not what this is. But Armstead is the poor man's version of Cameron Jordan. Very similar play styles, body types, all those things. Cameron Jordan's just better than Eric Armstead is at probably everything. Um, and I, 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 that's not a slight, but Cameron Jordan's that good. Now, having said that, Cameron Jordan's only got two and a half sacks this year, and he's probably going to be an all-pro player. Armstead, eh, just like that, one and, a, one and a half sacks. So, Production's down almost across the NFL completely with sacks. Uh, they're just not as they're just not there. Um, defensive end Trey Hendrickson has seven sacks. He has been balling out this year, uh, so you got to watch out for those guys. Now, players that you can exploit, there's not a lot, um, but Chauncey Gardner Johnson, who was the victim of the fourth and two play, there were like three victims of that play last year with George Kittle, but he's missed ten tackles so far this year. He's allowed 80% completion percentage on 46 targets. And he has five defensive penalties. Now, I think he's a hell of a player. But his ball skills definitely aren't there. And even if he is covering and, you know, not a lot of space, you can still throw it against him. Um, his smaller size has really it's shown up. Um, and, and I think it's been a problem for him going against bigger tight ends. So we'll have to see what happens there. Um but, you know, that that's really it. You look at this defense, there's not a lot of weaknesses. Um, and the fact that they're healthy almost everywhere, that makes it more problematic as well. Um, anyway, let's jump to the offense now. Let's go through there. They've got a lot more <laughs> um, top-tier ranks. Their offense is incredible. Uh, they have the best third-down percentage in the NFL at 51%. Fourth most points scored. Fourth fewest turnovers, only seven. Fourth... Um, most first downs, sixth most rushing touchdowns, seventh most passing touchdowns. You can go on and on. Um, most uh, There's only one D, uh, offensive category out of about 12 that doesn't rank in the top half of the league. They are 20th 
in yards per rush attempt with only 4.1. And I say only 4.1, that's still not bad. Um, Now, their scheme, it's the exact same. (laughs) Sean Payton and the quote-unquote offensive coordinator, Pete Carmichael, who Sean Payton calls the plays, but they've been together for 12 years. They really haven't changed anything. The only thing they've changed is they've added some wrinkles with Taysom Hill. That's about it. He's their X factor. You'll see him play quarterback, running back, tight end, wide receiver in four consecutive plays. Um, he's he's just out there a lot, and it confuses the defense and breaks tendencies. That's about all that it is. Um, now, their tendencies, here we go. Where are my Jimmy G haters at? Uh, the, there are so many complaints against Jimmy Garoppolo because he refuses to throw the ball down the field. Well, guess what? Drew Brees is did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Even worse. (laughs) He's only attempted 12 Deep passes this year. Now, a deep pass is classified as a ball that travels 20 yards or more in the air. Listen to this. Drew Brees has only attempted 12 deep passes. Now, he's you know completed six of those, so 50%. That's great. But the 49ers this year in 2020, the three quarterbacks that have played, we've attempted 23 deep passes. So we have doubled, almost doubled their number. That's That's how bad it is. They don't throw the ball deep at all. Um, It's all short. 5.5 yards is the average depth of target, or the A dot for my statistical nerds out there, um, which is last in the NFL by a mile, almost a full yard. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, again, Nick Mullins throws the ball deep way more. C.J. Beathard throws the ball deep way more than Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo had a 6.5 this year in 2020. Breeze had a 5.5, so a full yard sh- short on every single throw. It, it, it He throws it to the running back nonstop. Um, you know, you look at, again, tendencies. Alvin Kamara leads this team in pass targets, passing receptions, and passing yards, or rece- reception yards, right? Receiving yards, sorry. Um, it's Kamara. It's Kamara and Breeze, and just basically they don't run the ball a lot. It's an elongated run game where they're just going to get the ball out to them. 
And obviously, you know, you, you talk about Kamara. He has to be the player to watch out for. He's the X factor. If you wanted to make the argument, and I don't even know. I don't know. It, Kamara's the best running back in the league. Um, you say a healthy Christian McCaffrey, that's fine. You at least have to put Kamara in that conversation. You talk about Saquon Barkley. Okay, that's fine. Kamara's in the conversation, period. That's all there is to it. Now, you want to add some more salt to the wound. Ugh. I, I, I didn't write this in my notes, but I just, I just I felt the pain inside my heart. Guess how they got Alvin Kamara? We traded him that pick. <laughs> we traded him the pick to get Alvin Kamara, and guess who we ended up taking in that same draft? Ugh, Joe Williams. That hurts. That hurts. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> I don't like it. Uh, man, why did I have to remember that? And why didn't I keep it to myself? I apologize to your ears um, and your hearts for bringing up that painful memory. Anyway, um, now Kyle Shanahan was asked what it's like playing against Kamara um, because that's the key focus of their offense, run game and passing game. And here's what he had to say. I mean, he, huge. I mean, he's uh, how good he is at running the ball and the fact how good he is out of the backfield and man-to-man routes, just checkdowns or screens. Um and then when you pair him with the receivers he has and the quarterback he has, it's um, the perfect combination of everything. Yeah, perfect combination of everything. I, that's how I think my wife would describe me uh, if she was to like fill out a dating profile for me or something. The perfect combination for everything. Uh, that's a lot, man. Uh, but, but I don't think it's hyperbole. I really, really don't. Uh, just because, again, you look at what this kid has done, and it, he's the heart and soul of that team from the running back position. It's just what it is. And so, you know, back to this question of is Drew Brees good against the Blitz? Well, guess what? Here's a positive, okay? Because I don't have any players to exploit. You can't exploit anybody on this offense. They're too damn good across the board. But Drew Brees last year when the 49ers defense was elite, Guess what? He threw for five touchdowns and 350 plus yards against our 2019 defense. Drew Brees is the exact same versus the blitz, um, versus pressure, versus it doesn't matter. This is one of those games playing against the Saints. It doesn't matter about your blitz. That's not what it is. You need good safety play, good linebacker play, and you need to wrap up because all of their guys are yards after the catch guys. That's just what they are. Um, so pressure this week, hey, guess what? We didn't touch them in 2019. Damn sure not going to get to the quarterback consistently this game. And a lot of that is just because, one, Drew Brees gets the ball out super quick. Um, and two, their offensive line's incredible. Absolutely incredible. Uh, all the way across the board. And now, um, I don't know if this is a flex or not, but they have stolen, <laughs> I say stolen, they took my two favorite interior offensive linemen in the past two drafts, and they fell to them, both of them. Uh, Cesar Ruiz, this year out of Michigan, he has started every game at guard for them, and last year, Eric McCoy, um, Texas A, they got him at the end of the second freaking round, and he has started at center day one and been incredible. Now, Cesar Ruiz has had a down year, but he still hasn't even allowed a sack. So <laughs> to say a rookie is having a down year, his run blocks, he doesn't uh, maintain them as well as he did in college yet. But he's playing a new position, and he hasn't given up a sack, and he's played every game. Um, so it, take that for what you will, but there's no weaknesses on this team. There's not any. And Michael Thomas is finally healthy. Manuel Sanders was out with COVID. Now he's back. 
So you're talking about their top two wide receivers are back, rested, and healthy. Um, definitely not the most fun <laughs> there. Now, the Vegas Lions on this game, um, uh, 49ers are 10-point underdogs, and the over-under is 49 points. Now, obviously, we've got some bets of the week. And if you're going to bet, always bet with my bookie. Here we go, guys. Uh, bets right after this for a quick word from our sponsor. Unless you've been living under a rock, you know the NFL and the NBA, they're back. They're in full swing, which can only mean one thing. It's a winning season at my bookie. I don't know about you guys, but for me, a game is 10 times more exciting whenever I'm putting my money on it. And if you've been betting with us, we've been doing very, very well so far this year. So stick with us. Bet on it. Use all the knowledge that we have. And let's be successful. And here's the deal. Right now, they have $100,000. You heard me. $100,000 super contest for only $10 entry. 10 bucks. You can win all that money. They're giving away $5,000 in cash prizes every four weeks. You would be crazy not to jump in there with all your knowledge. $10 to win thousands, sign me up. You too can make up and sign up at my bookie. And here's the deal. Use promo code 49ers, 49ERS, to claim your 100% deposit match all the way up to 1000 bucks. That means you put in $100, they're going to give you $100. Rollovers will be included in that. And if you have questions, please call their customer service. They'll help you with that. But the NFL, NBA, MLB, they've got it all on tap. It's never too late to get started. And if you've wanted to jump in with us, now's the best time. Head to mybookie.ag, promo code 49ers, and they're going to double your initial deposit. Thanks for the support, mybookie. All right, we've got some bets, baby. I got a lot of bets for you guys today. I got a two-team teaser. I've got some you know, high probability, low payouts, and I've even got a couple long shots for you for my risky, risky people. So for, start off with our two-team teaser. I'm not putting the 49ers into this bet this week. I just can't do it. Um, not until we get more starters back. There's just too much unpredictable. I don't, I don't want to gamble my money that way on the teaser. So I'm taking this in my two-team teaser. Uh, there's six points. So you add six points to the spread. Uh, both of them have to win for it to work out. My first one is the Bills plus nine versus the Cardinals. Plus nine. The Bills play every single team close, even whether they win or lose. So do the Cardinals. And I think the Bills win outright, to be honest with you. I know the Cardinals are playing elite, but the Bills are on a tear. Uh, nine points. You mean to tell me you're giving me plus nine and the Bills? I love that matchup. The second one is the Bears plus nine and a half versus the Vikings. Now, a couple things. I understand David Montgomery is out for the Bears. I get that. I understand. I don't care about the offense for the Bears. Here's what I care about. Kirk Cousins. This game is Monday night football. Guess what? Kirk Cousins is 0-9. 0-9 on Monday night football. He's allergic to primetime. <laughs> he is going to get decimated by this Bears defense. Now, maybe he bucks the trend, and even if he does, that's fine, because guess what? The Bears don't lose games by 9.5 points. It doesn't happen. It's not going to happen. So, um, you bet 10, you win 18. That's what I like right there. Um, again, the tough defense of the Bears and its division matchup and primetime. Oh, man. Uh, I'm betting that game individually as well, um, but it's part of my two-team teaser as well. Now, let's go to 49ers bets. Prop bets. Again, all these are on my bookie. You click on the 49ers game, and then on the bottom right-hand corner, it's going to say like 50 prop bets. You click that, and there's, I mean, it says 50 plus. I think there's like 200 prop bets that you can go to. Um, 
First one, um, Jet to score a touchdown. Jarek McKinnon to score a touchdown. Uh, if anybody's going to score touchdowns at any point in the game, Jarek has to get into the end zone. Um, one, they're using him on goal line situations. They're throwing it to him on goal line situations. Um, and we've even seen the wonderful Wildcat that was an absolute joke. Uh, but wouldn't be shocked if we saw that again at some point. So Jarek McKinnon to score a touchdown at any point, plus 120. You bet five, you win 11. Next one, Brandon Ayuk to have 75 yards receiving or more. Bet five to win 1080. I like that one. Here are my two long shots. Again, if you're, if you're not risky, don't do it. Um, but I'm only throwing down $3 on each one of these. This is the first to score a touchdown. Okay? Uh, so the odds of the first player in the game to score a touchdown, Jordan Reed, baby, plus 2,200. You bet $3. If he does, you win 69 Nice. Um, I'll take it. One, Nick Mullins loves to throw to his tight ends. Um, but kind of the hard thing here is 49ers got to be the first to score. Well, the good news is Kyle Shanahan scripts the start of the game amazingly well most times. So it is possible. My second long shot, staying with the tight ends, Roz Dwelly to score the first touchdown of the game. That's plus 2,700. Bet three to win 84. So I'm just hoping the 49ers score first and it goes to one of the tight ends. You know, if, if it doesn't happen, you're out six bucks. But if it does happen, I mean, those are just some huge swings. Uh, bet three to win 69 for Jordan Reed or bet three to win 84 for Ross Dwelly. So we'll have to see what happens there. But yeah, I mean, that, those are just huge paydays. Makes it a lot more fun. Um, anyway, let's get to a couple other questions because I'm seeing some good stuff here on the chat. Um, I, I like this question from Niner Drag. With the injuries we have and the weapons the Saints have, what area do you feel the most confident of the 49ers will have under control uh, during this game? I think this is interior run game for the 49ers defense. I don't think that there is any way the Saints will be able to move the ball up the middle, which was, again, the core design of the 2019 offense and the changes made on defense was to stop the interior run game. I don't think there's any way the Saints can move the ball up the middle. Now, they're going to try to use some Taysom Hill power um, up the middle and all that stuff. It's not going to work. I really don't think so. If the Saints are going to have any running success, it's going to be on the perimeter. Um, but I don't think that they'll be able to run the ball up the middle versus at all. I really don't think that is. So that's the one area. And, man, that's me thinking pretty hard about it because I think and you look everywhere else, they have the advantage everywhere. You could talk about our great linebackers. But guess what? They have Alvin Kamara, who I think is the best running back in the game. Um, so I don't know. I think that's the one area where I would have confidence um, with, with how I feel about that. But it, we'll have to see what happens. Um, it, everybody has a plan Everybody <laughs> until you get punched in the mouth. That's kind of the way it would go. Um, let's see here. Who would you rather have? Question from Bo Jangles. On Twitch, what's up, man? He says, Car Kamara or Bosa? Yeah, I'd take Bosa 100%. I do not value the running back position. Again, you look at the 49ers, we've got undrafted free agents galore out there. I know that Jerick McKinnon, I think he was a third-round pick. But, nah, it, Bosa 100%. Um, that's just what it is. It's what it is. All right. Here we go. Let's get to two different ways that I, I kind of broke this down. Instead of doing predictions with the 49ers, which is impossible to do um, this year, 
I'm doing what are the two things that could happen for the 49ers to win, okay? Or three things how the 49ers win. Here we go. Number one, your rookies got to ball out, okay? Your rookies have to ball out. Now, obviously, Ken Law and Ayuk, we all know about them. That's great. But you also need Colton McKivitz, who got the very first game action, meaningfully alternated quarters last week with Tom Compton. Um, he should just start out right. Tom Compton's trash. I, I don't want to see him out there anymore. It should be Colton McKivitz time. Um, but also Ken Law and Ayuk. They have to perform. Now, the head coach was asked about these two players and how happy they, he is with them. Let's hear what he has to say. I'm very happy with our um, both of our rookies, our first-round guys. Uh, I think both of them um, started out on positions playing a lot, and I think both of them are getting better as this year goes. So um, it was disappointing not to have Ayuk last week. I thought he was having his best games going into that game, and I thought he was going to have his best game just the way it was set up for him. Um, and I thought Ken Law um, had his best game last week also. Uh, he's playing very hard and only getting better. Yeah, I know a lot of people, you know, always want to bring up the sacks and all that kind of stuff. And, yeah, Ken Law doesn't have them. He doesn't have a sack. Uh, but his impact on the freaking field in the run game has been stellar. The reason why Fred Warner's having the year that Fred Warner is having is because of Javon Ken Law, period. The dude eats up double teams like no other. I mean, literally one of the best in the league already. Um, I, there was one play, you know, when you go back, and if you're one of our Patreon members, where it went through the entire game film, there was one play he got blown off the ball. That was it once uh, this last game, uh, which it was a really, really bad play, but then he went right back at it and went back to Kinlaw. So he's been playing great. Uh, one of my probably favorite podcasts listens to um, is Move the Sticks podcast with Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks. They went through this week and re ranked the top 25 rookies um, through the first half of the season. And both of these made it on the list. Kinlaw was 24. Now we picked him 14th, so he's fallen a little bit. Um, and Brandon Ayuk was 21. So you kind of you got to be happy with these two and how they performed. And Ayuk probably would be higher, but he was injured week one. Then you had the COVID thing, so he's missed some time um, just with like little things, right? Um, he didn't even have COVID. <laughs> he just had a close contact with Kendrick Bourne that pushed him out. But Brandon Ayuk is somebody that, man, nobody knows how good this kid is. Nobody knows yet. He, he hasn't had a... Uh, <laughs> reliable quarterback play at all this year and he's a rookie so what we're seeing right now is just scratching the surface of his potential now Ayuk and the running backs have to be great not good Ayuk needs to have 100 plus yards now look at what Richie James did last week nine catches 180 yards well guess what he was in the slot he was in the role that Brennan Ayuk was going to play <laughs> so now that has to translate to this game no doubt Ayuk is better than Richie James. I don't think anybody disagrees with that. The dude, he I, I like to call him the ice man because he just glides everywhere. He's just so smooth, man. Just just slides. Um, I, I don't know. Anyway, I don't think that'll stick, but that's just every time I see him play, I'm just like, gosh, he's just so smooth everywhere he goes. Now the running backs need to be active in the passing game. And the reason why I say running backs is because we never know. It's gonna be mostly Jarek McKinnon. Jamichael Hasty, uh, which I kind of <laughs> put myself as the lead of the Jamichael Hasty fan club way back whenever he made the initial roster, um, before that, actually. 
Big hasty fan. He had a terrible game. A terrible game last week versus the Packers. And, you know, a lot of people, myself included, were like, man, why the hell is he not playing? Well, went back and watched the film. And again, if you're not with Patreon, you can go back and watch it. It's up. And if you join Patreon now, um, you get every single video I've ever done. It's over 100 plus hours of video breakdowns of all the 49ers play. But as you start going through it, man, Hasty made so many mistakes. Terrible in pass protection, which he's been good at in college and in the NFL. He just had a bad game. Went the wrong way on two separate plays. Um, which I didn't catch live. It just looked like Nick Mullins messed up. Nope, they were on uh, Jamichael Hasty, And so you could tell, and after each one of those, he got pulled, and he didn't get to go back in. So Hasty has to be more reliable. I understand he's a rookie, but it doesn't matter. Um, he's going to have to play. <laughs> There's nobody else. It's Jarek McKinnon, it's Jamichael Hasty, and it's Austin Walter. So got to get out there. Now they need to be active in the passing game. I want six receptions minimum to the running backs. Wide receivers are a mess. And obviously, Ayuk is going to be force-fed. But get the running backs involved in this game. Calm it down more high-percentage passes instead of these gamble, long-delay plays, whatever else. No, just move the ball. Get it to your skill, guys. Let them do something. And the last one is, for the 49ers to win, force Drew Brees to throw deep. Or outside the numbers. You look at every single statistic behind the line of scrimmage passes. 0 to 10 yards. 10 to 20 yards. 20 to 20 yards or more. His highest QBR in every single one is between the numbers. His worst, outside the numbers. He does not have a powerful arm. He's never had a powerful arm. But as he gets older, it gets worse and worse and worse. Force him to throw the ball a distance that he's not comfortable with. And that's where mistakes can happen. You got to win the turnover battle for sure, but they don't turn the ball over. I'm not really expecting interceptions and things like that, but you've got to, you can't let him carve up the middle of the field. You can't do it. Um, If that happens, it's, it's, it's going to be over. Now, how did the 49ers lose? Flip side of the coin. Can't get pass happy. You got to run the ball. Even if you're down 14 points. Now, Kyle Shanahan's, Abandoned the running game way too often this year. Run the ball. You look at the Bucks in the Saints game last week. The Bucks ran the ball five times. Five times. <laughs> and got blown out 38-3. to You make this defense one-dimensional. They have playmakers that will take the ball from you. Cannot let them do that. Uh, Mullins cannot throw 30-plus times in this game if the 49ers are going to win. Can't do it. Third downs are going to be key. 40, 49ers can't win on third downs. They have to dominate on third down. Like, if, if the 49ers are at, like, 50%, the Saints need to be at 30% or lower. Like, they have to be great to win this game, not good. Now, my prediction for the score, I have the 49ers losing this game. I know it hurts. It hurts. I hate saying it. But I just think it's a little too much, and the Saints are just too good. Their depth on their roster is stupid. Um, and they have no injuries. Uh, that's it. You know, if the 49ers had half of their starters out there, that'd be a different store, uh, story, but we don't. Um, I have the 49ers losing 34 to 24. I think our offense is going to be able to put up points. I do. Uh, but I, I just think at the end of the day, they just have way more depth. Now, here's what I will say. I am pretty excited to watch the development of a lot of our young guys. 
Uh, Colton McKivitz is who I'm going to be watching probably more than anybody. Uh, the right guard, number 68. Uh, see how he does because, again, he's he's fighting for a job. If it, 49ers love this kid. If he can cement that role as a right guard, you're talking about you have an offensive line set for a long time. Daniel Brunskill at center. He played great. His best game of the year, well, his best game of the year was against um, Aaron Donald and the Rams, but his best game of the year besides that Rams game was last week versus the Packers at center. He played great. He was pancaking people. Um, so Brunskill at center. I want to see Ayuk. I want to see Richie James. I want to see all those things on offense. On defense, yeah, how can the safeties play, right? Always watch Greenlaw and Fred Warner. They're fun, but then you got Kenlaw. Uh, can Jordan Willis continue to play well? His snap counts have increased gradually. Is he going to be a part of the 49ers moving forward long-term? Eh, who knows? Who knows? Anyway, that's what I got. We'll be live right after the show, as we, or after the game tomorrow. As always, it's going to be a fun one. Um, but it's going to be a rough one, too. So it's what it is. But I do want to say thank you. Really do appreciate all the support, as always. And we'll be back with you guys tomorrow right after the game. And until then, as always, stay strong, faithful. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.